wouldn't you like to have an instant replay on that whole thing? <laughs> Directors? <laughs> that was super. We've got time before lunch. We could do the whole thing again. <laughs> that was super. Reminds me of the words that Jesus said to his disciples one time. Don't keep the children back. Let them come to me. And he was sitting down at the time, as the Bible says, and I can imagine them <laughs> crawling all over him. He loved it. Great. Thanks a lot, children, boys and girls. That was super. Directors, thank you for the hours that you and the children put together. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for constantly helping with memorizing and, and singing with them. You probably could get up here and do it yourself. That was wonderful. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. We're here enjoying our children, but we're here because of what Jesus did, correct? My goodness, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came because he loved us. And he said to us at that time, too, and he says to us today, come to me, come to me. Don't, don't stay away, come to me. This is Christmas time, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And those that know him celebrate the birth and the death and the resurrection in their lives every day. We die with him every day. We raise with him every day. We enjoy what he's done to us. But we're here because we love our kids. Grandmas, grandpas, aunties, uncles, neighbors. We love our children. But we love what Jesus did for us. That's why we're here. A friend was over at our house about a month ago, and he loves riding my lawnmower. And he doesn't get to do that at all anymore. So I put up the door, and we go in, and he wants to mow my lawn now. He says, don't you think it needs one more mowing, John, before winter? No, not really, but if you want to ride the mower, go ahead. So we went in, and he's excited, I'm excited, and he sits on the mower, and I tell him what, what pedal to push for the, for the safety you know, device. Turn the key. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. I could almost see the tears come out of his eyes. <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> no power. No power from the battery to the engine through the ignition system. No power at all. It, it really hurt us, but we went back in and had another donut and some tea and <laughs> didn't know what else to do. And I've got a flashlight here this morning. And if the battery didn't work, doesn't work, it doesn't turn on. I can push that little button as much as I can. If the battery doesn't work, there's no power to the light bulb, which is a hindrance to me. I'm in the dark and I want to find something. Lawnmower doesn't work. Your car doesn't work. Toaster doesn't work. Unless somehow the power 
ignites that machine or that device and it works like it's supposed to. The Bible talks about power. In fact, in the whole Bible, it's, the word power is used 121 times. So there's a bit of a theme there, isn't there, as we read the Bible. And most of the words, or most, most of the time when the Bible uses the word power, P-O-W-E-R, that Johnny talked about and the whole, the, our, our whole group talked about this morning, It's used in a military sense. There's there's power in this military to conquer another army. But in the minority of the times, of the 121 times, the word power is used for energy, just like we've been talking about this morning. And our children were singing about and were mentioning in our drama and our play this morning. In fact, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome in the New Testament, and he's, he's inspiring them. He's, he's exciting them about the gospel. He's, he's sharing with the, with the churches there in Rome the power of Jesus, the power of God. And in Romans 1, 16, chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jewish person first, and then for the rest of the world, Paul says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of of God to salvation to everyone who believes or has faith which is given to you for everyone that believes to our Jewish person first he says and then to the rest of the world if you're not Jewish today then you're the rest of the world you're like me and so the whole world comes under the umbrella to participate and partake of the gospel. Gospel means good news. I could come screaming in this room right now through the back door. Somebody could become gospel, 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 and it would bring our, to our minds good news. Good news about what? <clears throat> that you and I can be rescued from ourselves from the penalty of sin. Can I share with you something that you probably already know? It is absolutely no accident that you're here this morning in this room. Absolutely no accident. Oh, <laughs> you're right, John. I've, I've got kids here. I've got grandkids here. My little nephew and my little niece is here. They did a great job. The Bible also tells us that God woos us to himself, woos us to himself. And he's wooing you and me right now to what the Bible talks about in terms of the gospel. The gospel is power. Let me reiterate that again, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of 
Christ, for it is the power. Gospel is the power. In fact, in another portion of the word, Paul says, without people hearing the gospel, they will never see heaven. And he goes on to tell us in the same book, how shall they hear the gospel unless someone is sent? My wife Penny and I had the privilege for 14, 15 years to be in South Africa and to share with people, and hundreds of them came to know Christ as their Savior, and churches were planted. How shall they hear the gospel unless somebody sends them? Like the flashlight, the battery is the power. For salvation, the power is the gospel that God gives. And the salvation that we're talking about and our children saying about this morning means placing our complete trust in Christ's death and resurrection. Oh, I've done that, John. Look at I'm here today. We, we love you. We appreciate you very, very much for being here. But just because you're here doesn't mean you've given your heart and sin to Christ and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you. I need you for heaven. I need you for every day of my life. Paul doesn't stop there in Romans 1.16. He goes on to verse 17. Wasn't that a revelation? Wow. He goes on to verse 17 and he says this, For it, <clears throat> for in it, the righteousness of God. In it, the gospel. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. In the gospel is the righteousness of God. You hear me this morning? You with me? In the gospel, which is the power of God, <clears throat> in the gospel, God offers you and me righteousness, which means simply <clears throat> without sin. So when we receive the gospel or good news of eternal life, God gives us his righteousness, which allows us to spend eternity in heaven with him. What I've said this morning, what the children have done this morning, what our directors are praying for, maybe in your heart and mind this morning you're saying, you're talking about heaven, you're talking about sinners, you're talking about me, how do I get there? How do I get there after I pass? How do I get there? I'm, I'm, I'm helping you understand what the Bible says and how we get there. It's not being here this morning just because you walked into our church. and We love you for that, but it's not just coming. It's not what you put in the plate. It's not that we're baptized by water. It, it has nothing to do with any of that, by the way. It's a transfer of God's righteousness to us when what? When we believe in the gospel, which is the power of God. Exactly what they're explaining. Exactly what Johnny shared at the very end. For my lawnmower, my riding mower that my buddy wanted to, to ride, to work, 
I have to sit down on the seat, which is a safety device. The minute I get off, it turns off. I'm trying hard how to uh, do away with that safety device. But when I sit, I have to sit down. Then I have to push in another safety pedal, and then I have to go up and turn the key. And when I have the power from the battery, the engine turns over and the mower starts. It does what it was meant to do, what it was made to do. For this flashlight to work, the battery has to work. The power has to go from the battery to the light. God has not complicated his love for you and the direction that he has given to us to enter heaven and to enjoy Christ down here now. It is not, he has not made it complicated. For all of us have to understand, if I understand it, (laughs) surely you can. It is not a complicated thing. God says that. it's, It's part of his plan. The gospel needs to be heard. Thank you, children. Thank you, directors. Thank you, praise band, for helping us understand the gospel, for getting the gospel out this morning through drama and music. And that gospel, once we understand it, once we put it to our minds and hearts, and once we accept it, it is that power then to release us from our sin penalty, which takes us someplace else, And allows us to go to heaven. The same as the power goes from the battery in my lawnmower and the flashlight to make both of these devices work. Jesus said, I came to give you life. Eternal life. Not just life down here on earth we, we enjoy Christ. We enjoy being born again. We enjoy salvation. We enjoy Jesus. We enjoy the Trinity. God says that even after death, I'm going to give you eternal life, and you're going to spend it with me in heaven. I heard the gospel for the very first time in America when I was 13 years old. Wow, that's pretty old, isn't it, to hear the gospel? And when I heard the gospel for the very first time as a 13-year-old boy, I was moved with, with that power. Lord, you can really save a sinner like me? And he did right there. I gave my heart to Christ. I said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I admit I'm a sinner. I, I secondly, I said, I believe in what you did for me. I believe what you did. I admit it, I'm a sinner. I believe what you did for me. And thirdly, I confess with my heart and my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. And he's the power of salvation. And you know, folks, it, it, I, there wasn't anything that I did. As I just said, there's, there's no, nothing good that I ever could there's nothing good that you could ever do 
that would eliminate your sins so that you can go to heaven in God's righteousness. There's nothing that you and I can do. So at 13, I, I, by faith, by a trust, I believe that what he did was for me. And I walked out of that church that Tuesday night at Boys Brigade. I walked out born again. I walked out saved, knowing that I was on my way to heaven because of the blood of Christ and his resurrection. Amen? Isn't that fantastic? We don't have to do anything. God, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, they've done it all. You can do that right now. I'm going to pray in a second, but you can do that right now. You can ask Christ to be your Savior. Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe in what you've done. I believe in what you're doing. And I confess in my heart and my mouth right now that Jesus is Lord. Merry Christmas. Is it really for you? Merry Christmas? It can be. It can be a Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we uh, approach your throne in this drama with our music. And we say thank you for what you've done for us 2,000 years ago. And even before that, so many things you did in the Old Testament. And you brought us into the New Testament. And you've done all of these things, these spiritual acts, so that we could hear the gospel, which is the power. A power like soap, it can wash our sin penalty away. Still sinners, but the penalty has been washed away and we've been made righteous. I pray for our loved ones this morning in this room, that this morning that they might, if they haven't yet, that they would admit that they're a sinner, believe that Jesus Christ did all of this for them and confess with their mouth and with their heart that Jesus is Lord. He is the Redeemer. He's the Righteous One. And we would give you the thanks for this plan of salvation that's been described to us this morning in this play called The Power of the King. In Christ's name, who's coming back, I pray, amen.